Victorian Aboriginal Health Service, the oldest Aboriginal community-controlled health organization in Victoria and second oldest in the country, is celebrating its 50th anniversary this week. And I'm joined by uh, Victoria Aboriginal Health Service Chairperson Tony McCartney to reflect on this milestone and the journey travelled by the organisation delivering over the last half century culturally safe and life-saving healthcare to ensure thriving, healthy communities. We'll also explore challenges and opportunities ahead. Now, Tony McCartney, first of all, thanks for joining us on NITV Radio today. Hi, thank you. How are you? Um, very good, very good, and excited to be able to explore the milestone uh, reached by uh, Victoria Aboriginal Health Service, which was founded uh, 50 years ago by historic figures of uh, the Aboriginal rights movement, setting the organization at the heart of uh, Aboriginal health, but also the overall Aboriginal rights movement. Now, yeah. At the time when the organization was uh, founded, uh, racism was uh, rife and uh, more overt than today. Can you give us a picture of the situation uh, back then and uh, how uh, the organization is traveling in the current context? Back in those days, there was no specific services before we established the health service. And that's why it was established, because we weren't getting access to hospitals and other health care. Most Aboriginal people wouldn't go to the hospital because A, they weren't welcome, and B, that uh, usually when you go to the hospital, you usually die. Um, so some elders at the time, inspirational uh, community people, decided we need to take control of our, of our own affairs. So hence we uh, established the, the, the Aboriginal Health Service back there in 1973. And... Um, started operating it received no funds in those days so most of it was voluntary for a long time it was only through uh taking uh political action we actually got funding to actually you know employ people and get paid for the work they did and being in fitzroy there was a large um population of aboriginal people living around the area because they'd been they had moved off from the missions around the states, and they came to Melbourne seeking seeking um, to have a better life. So there was a lot of Aboriginal people living around the Fitzroy area. And so we saw lots of things like we established the Victorian Aboriginal Health Service, and after that there were lots of other organisations that were established too in Fitzroy. So, you know, uh, VARS has been known as the home away from home because wherever you come from, you always come, you will always be welcomed. And even today, if you go down to our Nicholson Street uh, uh, service there in 186 Nicholson Street, Fitzroy, as soon as you walk through the sliding doors, there's always somebody to welcome you, to say hello. It's got a welcoming environment. It's a very community-focused. So there's a yarning, it's not a yarning service, but there's seats sitting around where there's a fireplace in the winter and it's where people sit and talk to each other while they're waiting to see a GP or some other health specialist. So it's a really a home away from home. And there was a book written about it many years ago about how it's seen in the Aboriginal community. It certainly was instrumental in uh, supporting other communities to set up their own health services around the country as well. So we were the Red Fern in uh, New South Sydney were the first and then we were the second uh, Aboriginal health service. So we, both organisations, spent a lot of time yeah. educating other communities they can have their own health service as well 
So now it's a very diverse place we have. We've got hundreds of programs that get delivered every day and we've got hundreds of staff. So, you know, it's growing. We've got four sites we operate from and I'd worked there myself back there in the, the late 90s and the early 2000s. So I know the organisation fairly well and, you know, it's really uh, it's a really great achievement to reach 50 years of uh, service to our community and that's what it is for us when we look at our organisations and particularly the Victorian Aboriginal Health Services um, we're, you know, we're established to serve our community and that's what we do every day. Yeah, so delivering a service, not just health as you just mentioned, uh, it's a, a holistic approach to health. Yeah. It's not just about uh, the physical and mental well-being. It's uh, much, much larger than that and uh, you've uh, grown actually from uh, the Fitzroy Centre to uh, other areas around Melbourne. Yes, yes. So the latest one is out at St Albans. Uh, I was only there yesterday to see a doctor because it's close to my home. <laughs> so it's a nice, fresh. It's a, it's, it's, you know, it's a new fit out in this building in uh, St Albans, and it reflects um, the similar design that's in the interior of Vars at Nicholson Street. That's in uh, St Albans. So it's it's got the serpent on the floor. It's been. Uh, designed to put on the floor so that's what happens that's what's down at Nicholson Street there's a serpent that wheezes all through the, the floor in the main corridor so people can see that it's a welcoming place so um, and it's being replicated across lots of other organisations in other states as well but you know we get people coming in from all states and when people come from, from other places particularly interstate they come to Melbourne they end up coming down to the health service to find out where they can get access to services. So usually, usually VARS is the first point of contact when they're coming into state looking for support. So we uh, excel at that sort of work as well. Yeah, and you also provide uh, training for Aboriginal health workers and uh, you've also partnered with uh, other organisations like... Uh, the Victorian Aboriginal Legal Service, which uh, actually extends uh, again uh, your holistic approach to health, because you involve also legal aspects of uh, health providing. Yeah, you know, we always keep very uh, true to our objectives. It's about providing all holistic health right across uh, the community. So, you know, somebody, if there's a new patient, they turn up to VARS and they get assessed about what their medical and health needs are, then they look at, uh, you know, their own, uh, you know, holistic health and look at what other things are um, in their lives that need to be sorted out. And so they can be linked into um, counselling, uh, family counselling and children. You're getting uh, su- support in the women and children's area, especially young ones. And those sorts of programs have been very successful over the years. We don't get enough funding for it. We could always do with more. And we have had to expand it because our community here in Melbourne has grown. You know, there's a significant uh, people, our mob out there around the St Albans uh, and Melton area in the western suburbs that, that don't get a service. So that's why we're out at St Albans. And, of course, we went further out to the north, out to Epping, because a lot of the people that used to live around the Fitzroy area have moved out to northern areas of, um, of metropolitan Melbourne. So we just about see anybody who comes to see us. Um, and we've known that, we certainly know that people from the regional areas come down to get referrals to other specific services that happen here in Melbourne. 
So we uh, we open our doors to everybody. Yeah, and checking the partnerships you partnered with. Uh, so we just mentioned uh, the Justice uh, Health Partnership, and uh, you signed a memorandum of understanding with the St Vincent's uh, Hospital. But there is also one that would be, um, I would say, outstanding: uh, the Melbourne Storm partnering with you. Can you tell us about uh, the partnership with the Melbourne Storm, a big sporting club in Melbourne? That partnership's been around for a while, and that's you know. Um, they can see the work that we do and the CEO takes carriage of that um, and our team there, our comms team and other people, we let um, it's, a, it's a great partnership and we also have partnerships with other sporting organisations as well and that's probably the longest one I think the recent, most recent one has been the Essendon Football Club as well and we've got partnerships you know, with the hospitals and other health providers around the metropolitan Melbourne and how we negotiate and support each other to deliver services to our community. I mean, the one we've got at St Vincent is that partnership's been around for over 20-odd years. I remember when I worked there, Vars, um, I remember signing off on the first memorandum of understanding, and that was just about ensuring that people, how people were cared for when they went to the hospital at St Vincent's, uh, working with the Aboriginal hospital liaison officer to support them while they're, uh, they're a patient there. So that, that's been really good and, um, you know, being able to get the referrals to other services within the hospital for our community has been a really great outcome um, for the community because it's very difficult to get referrals from other organisations into those. This is a long waiting list and Aboriginal people get a priority yeah. with, with the, uh, the, the MOU that we have with St Vincent's. So... Even myself, I've experienced how that works. You know, I've had to go and have some health issues sorted out at, uh, out at um, St Vincent's myself, and it was, the referral process was amazing. And and um, being up there and being supported was a, it's a really great outcome. It's been working for a long time. It's one of our greater a great um, um, yeah opportunity yeah. that's really made dividends for our community. So we can actually get access to specialist services up and that's down at the, uh, the side of uh, Nicholson Street. Now, the organisation was born uh, at uh, a time when Aboriginal rights uh, movements were really getting out there, campaigning for Aboriginal rights after the 1967 referendum and uh, historic figures of uh, the Aboriginal rights are actually at the centre of the creation of ours. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just about health, it's also about uh, creating community-controlled organisation and self-determination. And now we're celebrating the 50th anniversary in another politically uh, significant period when uh, we are discussing voice to parliament, which is adds to self-determination as well, to the conversation mm-hmm. about self-determination. Uh, yeah, well, you know... Um those days, in the early days, it was about self-determination, about we wanted to take control of our own affairs. And the first thing we could do was, you know, like set up our own health service. But, you know, we had to advocate. I mean, we didn't get funding in the early days, so it was just voluntary. And, you know, there was a couple of doctors from the, um, St Vincent's who used to come down and voluntary, volunteer, voluntary uh, their time to the organisation. And we took up the... Uh, the accuracy about trying to get um, health ministers to take us seriously because Aboriginal people were dying very, at a young, much younger age. The statistics were awful. 
And uh, there was many reports written about uh, the health status of Aboriginal people in Victoria. And it was very clear that it wasn't being, wasn't being addressed. And so the, the, the community in Fitzroy decided they were going to address it because we, you could see how people were dying. They were dying in the parks. They were dying. They just weren't getting, weren't getting access to services. So that's why all Aboriginal organisations like Fitzroy, uh, Fitzroy Health Service was established, was to make it a uh, make it an uh, opportunity for people to if they could access services without being judged about who they are and where they come from. So it's been a great success, and we're very uh, grateful that we've had some really great leaders over the years that helped us uh, grow the organisation from such a small. Uh, place in Gertrude Street, uh, just a little place. I remember going there myself uh, to get services when I was a very young man. I was like, I was 19 or 20. I felt so the health service saved my life when I was a young man because I was going through a terrible time. And I've always been loyal to them. So, and then many years later, I actually worked there. So that was really interesting. And, and you know, we helped set up those other organisations, uh, health organisations around the country, and we supported the the establishment of a, um, um, a, a peak body here in Victoria, which is that show, to, um, to take up the, um, the political will with state and Commonwealth governments on our behalf. So we've always been on our front foot, uh, you know, marching for land rights, getting a better deal for our people. So over the years, things have improved, but they need to improve a lot more because people are still dying. But, younger than the mainstream uh, population. So we've still got a lot of work to do. Has uh, VARS taken a position in the current uh, conversation around voice? We, we stick true to our uh, um, our purpose, is to support people whatever they want to do. We don't have a, a position on it. Like we believe that people will make up their own mind, particularly in our community, and we would not dare tell them how to vote. Yeah. It's about self-determination and uh, people will decide for themselves. You know, there's, there's different views in all uh, communities. So, and, you know, I imagine lots of people will be supporting it, but uh, if people aren't, well, that's their right not to. Tony, before I let you go, I'd like you to give us your closing thoughts. My closing thoughts are these. Um, I'd like to thank uh, the community uh, and the elders of the past who actually established this organisation, pay homage to them. But also, I'd like to thank uh, the leadership of the staff within the, 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 the VARS organisation. They're all committed to the work that they do. They all understand the history of the organisation. Every day they work to those aspirations that are in our objectives about self determining community control and holistic health and caring for it. So, our logo is caring for the community. We've been caring for our community for over 50 years, and that hasn't changed. And we'll continue to do that. Tony McCartney, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us uh, today in the context of uh, VAR's 50th anniversary. Thank you very much. Have a great day.